Yes, yes. Hello. It's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game, where daily fancy sports meets the movies. It is my pleasure, it is my privilege to introduce a good friend of mine, first time potter, long time non listener. We hope to change that tonight. It's the CEO of Personality on a Page, the resume builder extraordinaire. It's Tiffany T. Murray. Say hello, T. Murray. Hey, what's up? It's exciting to be on. Yeah, sorry, it's got me a new soundboard. Still getting used to all the all the, the bells and whistles, so bear with me. So yes, clap it up. Welcome to the pod, T. Murray. Welcome to the pod. Yeah, now tell people how you know me, because since I'm running like a cavalcade of people I know in my life, you know, let's we're gonna start a new little thing here and, and have people, you know, who I bring on to the show, whom I'm close with, who I know, to tell them how they know me. So how do you know how do you know me, you know, even pre-cinema draft days? Pre-cinema draft, if we go down like the entrepreneurial tunnel, right? I think I met you when I had one of my businesses, which was event planning here in Atlanta. I'll even go further back. I don't, we didn't know each other in school, but we both went to school nope. at the Atlanta University Center. I went to Spelman, you went to Morehouse, but our house. while they crossed, I don't think we ever actually met, but soon after, when I was doing event planning, particularly doing events for homecoming for Spelman and Morehouse, we you know, crossed paths, did some events together, found out you were also a published author, I aspire, <laughs> I self-published my books, but we kind of connected on that wavelength as well. And we've just stayed in touch ever since. And you moving to Vegas, one of my favorite cities was just, you know, another added topping to our friendship. So um, that's yeah, she, she, T. Murray is a Vegas, I mean, we, she, we might as well start charging her rent up in this piece because she is <laughs> always running through Vegas. I love it, it's great. It's like death taxes, T. Murray in Vegas, it's awesome. I'm not trying to pay taxes in Nevada. The, the, you know, the funny thing is, we pay no state income tax, so you know, feel free to come on out. So yeah, so uh, and today's drinking word, tonight's drinking word will be the word baby, because this podcast, just like T. Murray's affinity for the city Vegas, it's all about Vegas, baby. It's all about Vegas. Of course, it's Vegas, funny. baby. Vegas, baby. Vegas, Vegas. We're gonna give Daddy the Rain Man sweet. <laughs> There's water in this cup, by the way. So, <laughs> you might be the first one with water in that cup. Me, me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go to let's let's go to one of my favorite segments. It is, of course, what I'm watching. <laughs> got a new soundboard. Daddy got a soundboard. Okay, all right. So first one, first show that I'm watching. <clears throat> that of course has been, if not probably overcovered on this podcast. We talked about it earlier this afternoon. Actually, you guys will probably get this podcast tomorrow morning, uh, Wednesday morning. We we're taping this on Tuesday night. But uh, Jay Devlin and I, of course, had to go in once again on Billions, the season finale. And as it just so turns out, T Murray is also a fan of Billions. And I mean, we I've you know, I've gone deep on it, of course, but I actually want to get T Murray's thoughts first, and then we'll go from there because we already know I'm all about that finale. I'm all about this season. I'm all about this show. It is outstanding, amazing. It's been a lot of fun, and the writing has been you know some of the best on TV this season. So that that's my two cents. But what do you think about you know Billions, uh, T Murray? So the season overall. I liked it a lot. I have a I have a good friend and she and I watch shows together and she felt like there was a lull in the season. I actually now appreciate that lull. And I, I agree with her that there was a lull. Every show can't be a, okay, I'm gonna knock you out kind of 
you know, thing. And not to mention, I'm not going to go to that fight that I just watched this Saturday. But every Damn. every every season can't have like, or every episode of the season have a knockout punch, right? right? So I felt like it was a great like entry into the season. The middle was kind of building up the storylines, and then the last three episodes were my favorites of the season. I actually think, and and you may not agree, I think I liked the the episode before the finale better than the finale. Um, but the oh, finale- no, actually, actually, I agree. That's fair. That was everyone's favorite episode because it that whole kind of heist, you know, Ocean's yeah. Eleven type vibe it had to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me, you know, one of my favorite genres is is mafia films or, or mob films. So that episode, the way it was structured and the and the flashbacks and everything, kind of reminded me of some of my movies from that genre. But the the finale was great. Um, I can't wait till you know the next season and to find out how things are gonna pan out. But um, well acted. I, I expect them to get some nominations out of this season. Hopefully, so we'll see. I think so. It was it was excellent all around. <clears throat> a lot of fun. And and actually, and as I mentioned to Jay Devlin on the recap podcast earlier this afternoon, it was extremely well cast. I mean, all those actors are are, are really, you know, good. They're fairly accomplished, whatever. We knew that going into this, but they're all like really like, you know, flexible, like really kind of like, you know, as 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 an actor able to use a lot of different tools that we don't get to see from them. And you know, case in point would be the guy who plays uh Wags, Mike Wags Wagner. Uh Why David- did you take that away? for me I, I love wags like some shows <laughs> i find somebody i would love to work for so like on homeland, <laughs> on homeland it's Saul. because like, because of your because of your background in hr right <laughs> somewhat of that but i just like people who could potentially be a mentor so saul is my mentor from homeland and i would love to like work for hang out with wags like even more so are, than you, are I, you sure about that are you sure about that you might need an iv in the morning if you hang out with wags <laughs> Hey, I I know people that can supply that. So <laughs> the mobile IV unit that I Laura actually has. Right some healthcare friends, so maybe you know, I could maybe get Wags a better deal than. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so so that's one thing I'm watching. Uh, also, I think I might have alluded to this on the Friday pod, the, the Friday weekend preview pod, I think also with Jay Devlin. Um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> I can't exactly say that I liked it or I loved it per se. Um, it was it was trying way too hard. I mean, it seems like there's this camp, and it's a very interesting camp too. It's like there's the cinema score, which came out as, as an A. I was actually really shocked the cinema score came out as an A because even at the theater I was at, and we're talking like we're we're the the people who are priming the pump. It's it's a it's a Thursday night, you know, damn near 11 o'clock, and we're there. I'm in the, the rumble seats and stuff. Like, we're ready to get lit. You know, these two dudes next to me were just, like, you know, <clears throat> screaming their guts out, like, ready to get it going. And then the movie plays, and it plays, and the laughs are forced, and people are kind of looking around at you like, you know, why isn't this thing better? <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, so, so you have us who are kind of, like, disappointed, whatever. But then you have the cinema score, the general public who just sees it when they see it over the weekend. And then you have the critics and uh, and to get, I mean, as as I mentioned to Jay Devlin, also like if you if you just basically read the Entertainment Weekly, um, the, the Entertainment Weekly uh, review, that's pretty much how I felt about it. Where the first one was amazing, I think I saw it three times in the theater. Whereas the second one was just underwhelming, and it felt like they were trying too hard, and it got a little too serious, and jokes fell flat. And I just hope for a better effort in Volume Three, which I believe has already been greenlit. So. Yeah, that, that's my review on Guardians of the Galaxy 2. T. Murray, do you have any incl- inclination to go see Guardians of the Galaxy? Vegas, baby. 
Vegas. <laughs> so I'm going to have my sippy cup on that one. Okay. I don't have much to say about it. <laughs> it's not, it wasn't on my must-see list. And, are you a um, fan of the? Are you are you part? Are you a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Do you see any like the like the Iron Man or Avengers or any of that stuff? I've seen Iron Man, you know, here and there, but I can't. I don't think there's one that I just run out run out to see. I mean, if, if does a Batman fall in that genre, I would go out and see those back in the Val Kilmer <laughs> day. <laughs> Not but the Ben Affleck days, Ben Affleck didn't do it for you. Marvel movie that I've run out to see in recent times. Okay, no, that's that's fair. Uh, I mean, it, it's not that one in Vegas, baby. Maybe. <laughs> Obviously, I want what's in this cup. I'm I'm parched. I need more water. Yeah, and and that's our fault too, because you were out here in Vegas over the past weekend, and it's dry as hell up up, up in this piece. So <laughs> we are all. I mean, we are all constantly moisturizing and hydrating. So yes, yeah, our bad. Sorry, we, we you took that home with you. Uh, yeah. So I, one thing I will say. <clears throat> One thing I will say about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is that, um, and this is mostly for playing purposes, I expect it's going to have like a pretty steep drop in the second weekend, at least 60%, because I just don't, you know, feel, I mean, I just, I just don't feel like there's going to be a lot of love for re repeat viewings of this, of this movie. Jay Devlin loved it. He, you know, on the podcast earlier today, he mentioned how much he enjoyed it, but I don't think it's like I'm going to run out and see it again and enjoyed it, like, you know. Some other movies, so I don't know. So just kind of keep it, keep that in mind as we slide onto our shot list later on. And of course, I mean, like everyone else who watches TV or at least watches TV live, I'm on that Empire shit. That is what else I'm watching. It is yes, it is fire. Cookie is <laughs> now. Then now that Cookie has kicked, you know, Taraji P Hans has kicked Tay Diggs' character to the curb. And Neil Long's up in there, you know, stirring some shit, you know, and <laughs> I love the line she used last week, too. Fake-ass Claire Huxtable, Felicia Rashad, who actually was Claire Huxtable, is coming for the Lions. I mean, Empire is coming for another lit season finale. And I, lo I just love how, how like, I mean, I love how they they bring, you know, they even though they're, like, you know, rich and stuff and, you know, and, and, and money can kind of change how some people are or whatever, they stay who they are. They got money, but they still be about them streets. <laughs> Like, and I'm sure you might have seen like the ad with uh, Jesse Smollett's character going like, "Ma, why do you always have to clap back?" And it tries like, "Cause that's what we do. <laughs> that's my right, baby. That's what we do." You know, they clap back, and it's it's been it's been a wild ride. That's another one of those shows where I I mean, I, some people have I mean, it's always hard to compare like the first season of a show where you really kind of fall in love for the first time with these characters. Some people don't think it's as good as the first season. I think it's, it's as good as it's ever been. Empire, Wednesday nights, you know, I'm about that. What about you, T. Murray? Have you been watching Empire at all? You just you just quoted my, um, or you just stated what my, I guess, path was with that show. I, I watched the first season. <laughs> I started watching the second season. And I, and you and I have talked about this before. I'm, I'm a show, I I'm, tend to be a show loyalist. But the second season didn't didn't keep me, and it didn't. I just, as as embarrassed as I am to say, I dropped off because I, I I take it very seriously that when I'm a fan of a show, I'm a fan of a show. But um, yeah, I haven't I haven't been watching it. I haven't. No, been no, that's I, for sure. I'm still a fan of of you know recaps like that. So I feel like I've watched it now that you you know gave me some scene highlights. You know, I think that's <laughs> all. With certain shows, all you need to know is scene highlights and some sound bites, and people think that you watch it anyway. 
There you go. As long as you're, and that's in, as I'm fond of saying on this podcast, as well as in life, as long as I'm part of the, the pop culture conversation, I feel complete. So, you know, sometimes you can only give, give a show like three episodes. Like I gave Legion, I think I gave Legion four episodes or, or three and a half or something. And I bailed, I was out, you know, but at least I know what it's about. I know what I don't like about it and I'm, and I'm done. So yeah, you know, you're at least, I mean, there are some people who shall go unnamed <laughs> who come, who may come in or out of my life who just are in their own little bubble. So I, I appreciate you connecting with pop culture. So and we can I, have a dialogue today. Another little funny highlight about empire. I had a uh, picture of the magazine that had Taraji on it as cookie. Hmm. on uh, the desk at my last full-time job. It was it was my, I was like, I think on one side I had like a professional HR magazine and on the other side <laughs> I had this magazine that had Cookie on the front. And I was like, this, this is who you're dealing with, right? There's <laughs> <laughs> That's some serious messaging right there. <laughs> people would walk by my desk like, who's Cookie? You know, <laughs> I just explained it and then, you know, but so yes, I, I definitely was a fan of the show, loved Taraji and um, yeah, it was on my desk. And that's how we do. <laughs> that's right. So, T. Murray, what three things are you watching? Well, so I'm in a little bit of a lull as I wait for Game of Thrones to come back, right? Oh, but man. I've been watching, I've been watching Billions, which so now that's that's gone, right? But I've been, I, I still consider it's what I've been watching. And then Beat. Uh, yes. I'm yes. not a real big comedy show person, so. The fact that that's on my list, it, it's it's big because I don't really do too many comedy movies and I don't do too many comedy 30 minute, you know, sitcom type things. Not since I was a little kid. So that one. And then I, I've also been rewatching. I'm, I'm, I go through these phases where I want to re rewatch certain series and I'm rewatching Homeland because Homeland just had their um, season finale. So there were certain things I don't want to give away any spoilers. No, 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 no. If they're, I mean, no. It's okay. this is people are. If they haven't watched through the, through the seasons by now, that's on them. All right. So okay. go well, Quinn, away. So Quinn it yeah. is gone, and he was a character that I adored. So there were certain little things about him that I felt like maybe I missed from previous seasons. So I'm I'm now almost caught up on on season five of six, and I went back and watched all of them. There's these little tidbits about Quinn that I'm like, oh, I missed that. So. Yeah, that's my rewatch. Um, I have some two other shows that I kind of watch. Um, it's lit. If I want to share them. Okay, that went on way too long. My bad, playing with the sound effects. But yes, I'm, I was agreeing. It's lit. Go ahead. <laughs> two other shows that I watch in the background because they're kind of mindless. Uh huh. Quarters and um, quarters and six hundred pound life. Do tell. <laughs> Do tell. Well, <laughs> explain the attraction for those of us who don't. I don't know. I ain't knowing. Oh, and by the way, great shirt you're wearing. You quick, quick uh, model for for our podcast viewers. There you, there you go. Cinema draft. Actually, hold on. So I do it one more time. I was talking, so I didn't catch it. Go ahead. Cinema draft. Yes. Play I don't know if that was that actually the way I should have displayed it, but hey, it, <laughs> what it said. Uh, yeah, Hoarders, yes, do tell. No, Hoarders is one of those, so it's certain shows I think inspire you, and Hoarders inspires me to clean my house. <laughs> so um, that's one of the reasons I watched that. And 600 Pound Life, on a serious note, you know, it's, these stories are, they're inspirational, because people are immobile, and they're, they've got health issues, and 
they end up kind of overcoming them and losing all this weight. It's, it's you know, drastic transformations. Um, I, a good friend of mine, uh, her name is Dawn. We both watch that show. She's probably going to be mad that I outed that she watches that show, but yes. Yeah, so all 20 of our <laughs> listeners, yes. Oh, and, also, and also my Pilates instructor I found out today. Hi, Jane. Jane the Pain. <laughs> So yeah, those are my those are some of my shows that I watch right now. Excellent. Okay, excellent. And yes, okay. So let's get down to it. Subject of this podcast are is top five Vegas movies. And here are the rules. You name a Vegas movie, but we alternate picks. When one when someone picks a movie, that movie is out of play, and and we're gonna go, you know, uh, one through one through five, alternating. Uh, so also there's a little bit of strategy in this game. If there's a, if there's one that you think that I'm probably gonna pick later on down the road, you might want to pluck it out of rotation. I don't know. So uh, since you know you are a lady and new to the podcast, we'll be nice and ladies first. You shall get the first pick of your Vegas movie. Vegas, baby. That's right, baby. <laughs> so first movie that I'll pick is Casino. Yes. Yes. Hold on. Let me see if I can. Uh, I'm... There we go. The Vader. Yes. All right. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me see if I can screen share uh, this IMDb. So go ahead. Tell me about Casino. What is it you like while I get this? Why oh, I, oh, I get this uh, screen share up and running for you the know, viewers? It's based in my, you know, favorite city or second favorite, one of my favorite cities. And then, of course, Robert De Niro, Sharon Stone, and Joe Pesci. I mean, there's really nothing else that needs to be said. They are phenomenal mm-hmm. in that movie. There's Rob, there's Robert right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love the movie. It's one of those movies I can watch repeatedly. Um, you know, it is not a happy ending movie, of course, but um, and I also like that it's somewhat based on some true, you know, background of of Vegas. Um, so again, it's just always been a favorite of mine, and and I had to name that one first because I figured you would name it at some point as well. So that's an excellent pick. That's definitely an excellent pick. Um, I <clears throat> think about um. Think think about uh was not casino yeah well think about casino and also all these you know a lot of these Vegas movies that or that are like historical this is historical fiction I'm people know in this podcast or longtime listeners of this podcast know that I am a sucker for historical fiction and so when a movie like that comes comes by I you know I I mean when it is based in some truth or in the beginnings of Vegas whatever I'm in I love it when when movies create a world and that's what and so just a quick aside quick cultural cul-de-sac. I should probably hashtag or brand that. Uh, um, actually, yeah, maybe I should trademark that because we do go into some cultural cul-de-sacs on this, podca- on this podcast. But um, uh, one of the cultural cul-de-sacs we had in this afternoon's taping was King Arthur because I saw uh, a, a sneak preview of it last night and it was great. I enjoyed it um, and I love when they build a world. Like Guy Ritchie really does a good job of building a medieval world that it's, it's medieval, but it doesn't Guy Ritchie style. So like his montages are are very Guy Ritchie and, and little, you know, little, uh, you know, kind of hyperkinetic, and and he has this one, you know, the the little, um, you know, like the Spike Lee cam almost, where you can almost see like up close, you know, the cameras, you know, doing like a point of view type thing stuff. And I just like how that when they really create a world, build a world, and so that's what historical fiction really does for me. Like when you take me to a time period and you do it well, I'm in. I'm totally in. So yes, that's that's a good. That is that that's a good. Uh, that's a good opening salvo. And for mine, 
I mean, this one has to come off the board. I mean, this uh, early, and I'm going to screen share as I reveal, and it is The Hangover. Yes. I mean, it don't get much more Vegas than that. I mean, who hasn't had their own little, you know, Vegas hangover-like experience where you just meet crazy people, have a crazy night out, do crazy things. I mean, <laughs> gamble at eight in the morning like we were on, <laughs> we were on Saturday, you know, the whole, the whole Vegas experience. Oh, is that Kate McKinnon? Oh, my goodness. Wow, this thing, you know, I'm seeing all sorts of little, man, Justin Bartha from Good Fight. Oh, yeah, look at all these people. Uh, and, you know, this is the, the movie that kind of made Zach Galifianakis a star, you know? I mean, Bradley Cooper, you know, did his little, you know, pretty boy thing, and Ed Helms is like kind of dorky straight man relief, and the baby, that baby. There are, there are people who have, like, T-shirts with, like, the baby strap on it. I love that stuff. So yes, The Hangover. It's a great comedy. It's you know uh, a little 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 bit of you know <laughs> It's such a funny movie. You know what? I'm about to put that back in rotation. I haven't seen that in a minute. It's The Hangover. <laughs> Definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. I even liked Hangover Part Two. Hangover Part Three, I could have done without. But yes, The Hangover First One is a Vegas classic. Thoughts on that? I, I knew that one was coming, and, I, and I'm actually, I was willing to let you have that one. I, I'm a Hangover fan, don't get me wrong, um, but it was one that I, I, I you, you're, you're doing what I want you to do. That's the one I wanted you to do. <laughs> I wanted you to do that one. Yeah. It's a good movie, though. I, it, okay. It's not one that's in my rotation, like where I would watch it repeatedly, but it's good. If somebody has it on, I'll watch it. There you go. All right, so number two, what you got, T. Murray? Number two, I'm going to go with 21. Oh, okay, interesting. Now you're in my my neck of the street. In my teeth, professor. Yeah, now you're on my neck of the woods. Played by another actor that I love, Kevin Spacey. Okay. Um, and it's about my favorite game to play in Vegas. Vegas That's Vegas. what it is. Okay, now it makes sense. <laughs> but it's the mathematical. It also appeals to the nerd side of me, which is you know, it was all about them, you know, creating a strategy based on math and some combination of counting cards or whatever they did to win, which of course I, I have no ability to do that, just so in case anybody, you know, Vegas officials are watching this. I, <laughs> Please don't ban me. Please don't ban me. I'm not capable of doing that. But um, uh, yeah, I, it's one of the movies I think Lawrence Fishburne had a little part in that movie and some other folks. So um, it's a good movie, and I just like the intrigue of it, and are they going to get caught and all of that, and it's, again, based in Vegas, so there you have it. Yeah, that very, very solid pick, and the reason why I say you're coming to my side of the street is because uh, <clears throat> because one of the, I think he, maybe he was one of the kids, or, yeah, I think he was one of the, uh, one of the kids at the time, because this is also a little bit of historical fiction. Uh, Andy Block, um, he was, uh, you know, world world famous poker player. I'm not sure he's still playing poker these days, but uh, he was, you know, world class pro at poker. Before that, he was this, you know, uh, card counter extraordinaire part of the, you know, the Las Vegas team. So it's, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So that's why I'm like, okay, you're on my side of the street. Okay, so a good second pick. I am definitely gonna take this. You know, wow, wow, man. Mm. Okay, I'm 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 taking a gamble because there's one I think you might go to, but I think it might be further in our reaches that you may not get there. So I'm going to go with. For, I'm going for I'm going with Showgirls. I'm taking that off the board. Yes, yes, yeah. That one from me. Yeah, good. Okay, so I. 
Darth Vader, yes, that's right. Uh, uh, Showgirls, I mean, what can be said? I mean, there was so much excitement and hype around it when it first came out. I mean, Elizabeth Berkley, a.k.a. Jessie from Saved by the Bell, just, just showing her bells. I mean, man, it was campy. <laughs> It was crazy. It was, I mean, and and the best part about it is that no one, that everyone in the movie is playing it seriously. They thought they were making, you know, Titanic or some shit. They thought they were making Gone with the Wind. And it was just wind. It was so bad. It was good. And look at, she's licking the pole. Oh my goodness. This is a great fucking movie. Oh, so much fun. Love this movie. Uh, and yeah, and this, I mean, this also is probably due for another rewatch. I mean, and it's, it's such a cult classic because it's so campy and stuff. People kind of revere it. I think they might even have like, you know, a really low key showgirls festival somewhere in, in, in the country, but it's just so, I mean, it's just so bad. And, and they, she put so much, you know, heart and dedication into it. And it, and Paul Verhoeven, the guy, the, the guy who did a uh, basic instinct and stuff. I mean, thought this was like his, his basic instinct for like, I guess, you know, showgirls for showgirling or whatever. I don't know, for uh, dancing on the strip or something. I don't know. Uh, or stripping, whatever. But yeah, it was just really, really campy and great. And I I have a soft spot in my heart for it, like most like most people. <laughs> Tell me why you like showgirls and why you're so distraught. I took it from you. <laughs> I'm distraught because I, I, I feel like that is, yeah, it, it is one of the worst, best movies ever made. Um, showgirls is, and Kyle McLaughlin, you didn't mention, I don't think you mentioned him from, I did not. Uh, from Twin Peaks fame, right? Like he yes. was, a, and he had been kind of billed at that point, up to that point, he was known as a serious actor. So like, I always wonder if that movie kind of messed things up for him because he was, Oops. But, Oops. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it was just, it, there, that's another movie where I, I can watch it and rewatch it. There's lines and scenes in there, the acting or maybe the overacting is <laughs> amusing. Um, the storyline, you know, oh wait, and that chick, what was it? The one other favorite part of our actor in that movie, actress in that movie was the woman that plays, um, that basically played, you know, the, the role that she wanted to get, right? She wanted to become oh, the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Crystal Potter? Gina, Gina, Gina Gershon? Is that the yes, one? Yes. Yes. I always say what happened to her because she was like, I thought she... Hell, she was on Empire last season. She's still getting it. She's still getting cash really? getting checks. I would have yeah. watched Empire if I had known she was on See? it. See? <laughs> <laughs> they pull, now, Empire, I'm not trying to go back, but they pulled people out the woodworks. Because I no, literally like, no, no, it's it's not even pe pulling people out the woodworks. People want to be on that show. There was even, I mean, they, they, it didn't come to fruition, but there was even talk Denzel might make a cameo at some point in the future on on Empire. People love this show because that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I so yeah, Showgirls had to be on the list. It was just a matter of I I had pegged that you were going to say another movie before you said Showgirls, so so I read you wrong, but. And you're probably going to take that. I don't play poker because I can't read people. <laughs> and so, so now you have the opportunity to take, you know, that the movie you thought I was going to do away from me right now. What's the movie on your brain right now? Well, I'm not there's, there's, there's a movie that I know would need to be said, but I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that one. Cause I, I, I wanted to say showgirls. So I, instead I'm going to go with rat race, another comedy. Okay. Have you huh. heard? Of it? Are you familiar? I've heard of it, but believe it or not, I have not seen it. Look, so. A Las Vegas yeah. casino magnet. 
So yes, this movie is about, I think it's 12 or 14 people and they get, they're all in a casino. I don't remember if they stage it in a real casino, like a real named one that's, or they make one up in the movie, but they get called up and they get invited to go on this race and the winner gets something. But what's really happening is all these rich people are in the hotel betting, Cuba. betting on who's going to win the race. Okay. So, so it's like they are they think they're going to win something but it's really all these people, these rich people in a room watching them on film and betting on who they uh, think going to win. Oh my god, uh, I have seen the this. Mr. Bean is in that movie. It's the it's one of the funniest again, I'm not a comedy person. Anyone that knows right. me, I'm really not a comedy person. It is one of the funniest If you have not watched that or never seen it, you need to watch that movie. Based in Vegas, it's a. It, that was my little secret. I was like, I don't know if he knows about this one, and I was saving it for last. I have barely, I barely remember seeing this. I kind of blocked it. That was when I was seeing a lot of movies. Like I was reviewing movies, I think, and I kind of, uh, I think I did see this, and I kind of blocked out my memory. Okay, yeah, uh, Rat Race. It's okay, it's hilarious. No, for real. Yeah, like, look when it was released too. It says, "Join the race, August." August, if for people who don't know, is the is is probably like the the low key dumping ground for a lot of Hollywood movies because like September is just a wasteland. Nobody releases anything good in September. But like late August, I bet this joint was released late August. Damn it, late August they like ah, we just need to kind of get this out there. It might be big, it might not be. Uh, yeah, I oh man, okay, Rat Race. That's interesting. I would be curious to know how much um how much you made? Made. I don't know that, but I I think it's a cult. One of those cult classics. It's one of the like. People know that movie. Well, good thing, you know, uh, box office is our business here at Cinema Draft. And uh, asking you shall receive. Rat Race made $56.6 million, uh, opening gross of $11.6 million, And it was released in the second half of August, August 17, <laughs> 2001. <laughs> Welcome to the dumping ground of summer. All right. Okay. All right. That that's that's cool. That's legit. All right. So my third you film. Ask a question. Were you gonna? Did you think I was gonna do Ocean's Eleven? <gasps> no, but I'm gonna do Ocean's Eleven. I totally forgot. I'm an idiot. Yes, Ocean's Eleven. Thank you. Oh, how did that get to the third pick? That's heresy. Oh, thank you. I was gonna do something else, but thank you. Well, we've done five. We've already done five. So it's actually no, no, no. It's not. No, it's it's. We each have five. Oh wait, I don't think I have enough. <laughs> we each have five so oh, you're through three and this is my third thank you so much oceans y'all need to see my face because i am ecstatic she just gave up on oceans 11 look at this yeah he, she gave me oceans 11 <laughs> all right yes all right so i'm gonna share my screen on this oceans 11 joint because yes that of course what was i thinking Oh my God, that is, I mean, that's just a great, you know, just a great overall movie, period. How, how did that escape my radar for a second? I'm tripping. Yes, Ocean's Eleven, Danny Ocean, George Clooney at his most Clooneyest, Brad Pitt at his most Pittest, uh, an, an up and coming Matt Damon. I mean, he was famous. He was a bit of a star, whatever. He had, he had Oscar nominations, but he was kind of like the the third wheel, the, you know, kind of not, you kind of the young pup, the young up and comer in this movie. Had Andy Garcia, you know, just smooth and sinister. It was a Terry Belvedere. Oh my goodness. Yes, this movie. This fucking movie. Bernie Mac. May you rest in peace, Bernie. Oh man, Bernie Mac and all this Bernie Mac. I mean, this was, this was just, I mean, a great piece. A great feat of Hollywood casting. 
and able to get all these you know stars in there playing you know probably working for some sort of scale playing you know uh, all it's kind of you know equally just kind of sharing the limelight or whatever I mean Don Cheadle's been this piece to play with a British accent you know uh, brasher it's, yeah, I mean it's got heists it's got uh, it, it's it's got excitement. It's I mean the heist is the, is, is the thing. I mean the heist was, was excellent. The whole the vaults and everything, and, and the architecture of Vegas and stuff, and that and the Bellagio fountains and all that. So it's just it's it's probably the Vegas most Vegasy modern movie that's out there. Thank you, Team Murray, for slipping up. I appreciate you. I cede the floor now to you. <laughs> I am and I am. Uh, I don't know what to do here. I, I was thinking we were alternating. No, no, no. Uh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll buy ourselves some time and, and talk a little bit about uh, about uh, the Ocean's Eleven. I mean, if you must. What, what are your favorite memories of Ocean's Eleven? I think I, I don't. So I don't know if the whole movie was based in Vegas, but I think how suave that dude looks. God damn, you you're a suave looking dude, George Clooney. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Um, I believe part of this was, was about the magicians. Um, mm. Now you see me. I think. Was the name? Oh, of the you have, movie? oh, you have a new movie for it. okay. So you have okay, cool. So you have you have a movie for us. Now you see me. Yes, that was fun. I enjoyed that movie a lot. A, I did. Yeah, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, was it? Was it? It's clearly wasn't my topic. I, but I, I feel like they end up in Vegas and they make stuff disappear and shit. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you said you haven't seen it? No, I have seen it. I went oh, to. The, okay. I saw it in the movies um, up in DC or up in uh, Bethesda with a friend of mine when I. Like when it came out that summer or whatever, um, or whenever it came out, and I th I remember there were scenes in Vegas and they made stuff disappear and it was entertaining. It's not something I would necessarily go watch or watch again, but it should be in there because it's got some flat, you know, Vegas and magicians. You think of that, so yeah, yeah, and and also, um, I mean, it was it was it was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. I think I was still reviewing movies, or I was reviewing again movies back then. I think I gave it three reels. I was a little surprised they did like a sequel. I didn't think it was. It Me was too. Movie. I, I was too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't think it needed a sequel either, but they did. Yeah. Oh, and you know, Dave Franco. This is when he was starting to kind of come up a little more in the game. You know, I mean, he's he's starting to get his money. Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, those guys are. So those guys are the goats. Okay, so and so that's your fourth movie. My fourth movie um, is, of course, Leaving Las Vegas. It's, I mean, it's not a pretty picture. It's sad. It's actually kind of depressing, but it's, <laughs> but definitely kind of. Uh, tears at like the or shows a little bit of the underside the underbelly of vegas not even like in a cd stupid way like that dumb movie sleepless that jamie fox shot out here which is definitely shot on some nevada you know film t commission tax credits but it's more like just how for all the glitz and glamour of vegas there i mean it, i mean it's i don't want i don't want to uh, you know give too many mis misconceptions vegas actually i like to refer to as like marietta georgia once you get off of this trip it's just like any other suburb in america to an extent um uh, but you know there is a side to vegas where you know you, it is kind of depressing there is like addiction and alcoholism and and people dealing with their demons and stuff i mean you know, that that sounds real it's like there's everywhere but you know it, it's it's kind of shown in stark relief to like the glitz and glamour of the strip and so and i'll just always remember that scene i mean i think everyone remembers the scene uh the one where he's kind of like drinking himself to death by the pool or whatever and and uh 
the uh, stripper. Was she a stripper? The uh, Elizabeth Shue. I can't remember if she was like a stripper or just like a dancer or whatever that he hired to kind of be his girlfriend for the for the weekend while he you know kills himself or whatever. Uh, when she pours the she she pours she pours the liquor down her body, <laughs> wakes it off. I'm like, that's kind of hot. Yet this is a depressing movie. Yet this is kind of hot. So Alan, it's, it's it's a movie that gives you some conflicting feelings sometimes, and it's very and it's a strong performance by Elizabeth Shue. I believe uh, Nicolas Cage also was nominated for an Oscar, um, and yeah, it's just, it's it's kind of it's, it's kind of sad but poignant at the same time. Have you seen Leaving Las Vegas, T. Murray? And I I like Nicolas Cage, but I this is one of his films that I didn't see. I'm more of a face off Nicolas Cage fan, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like Con Air, <laughs> his <laughs> his small action figure kind of moments, right? But I, I didn't, so I didn't see this one. I've heard of it, and I think I knew that I that it was sad or not a happy movie, so I didn't rush out to to see it. Um, but yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So, so despite being caught caught off guard of the rules, uh, do you have a fifth and final film for us, T. Murray? The this one I've only seen once, and it's okay. the the What Happens in Vegas with. Um, Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz. Again, I'm not a comedy. Oh, person. that was fun. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. I'm not a comedy person, but Cameron Diaz, one of my, so there was another movie she was in with the girl from um, Married with Children. There's a movie that they were in together. And so Cameron Diaz is hilarious. At least I think she was in that movie. No, she's hilarious. But anyway, yeah, so this movie was funny. They go get married. Are they, well, she, they both have like bad things happen. I think like she, her fiance, like dumps her and then I think he like loses his job or something or they end up in Vegas together and they end up somehow they they collide and they end up getting married and then like all these other things happen and I forgot Queen Latifah was that Queen Latifah? That was Queen Latifah. I, yes, I forgot it. she was it. <laughs> wow. Hey 2008 man that was like damn near 10 years ago. It's like nine years right. ago. I didn't know she I think I forgot she was in it. <laughs> Rob Corddry. It was a good one-time, you know, get your laugh on movie. So I agree. That, that's a, that's a very solid pick. That is a very Vegas movie, um, and and that's 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 a very solid uh, pick to, to to end with uh, for your list, T. Murray. And for my fifth one, I'm going to go with one that's kind of. I mean, you, just just to pay homage to some that to to a couple that could have been in there. You could have done like. Pretty much any like fight movie that takes place in Vegas. You could have done Last Vegas, which was it, which was mildly entertaining. The one with all the old guys, uh, Michael Douglas, you know, De Niro, uh, Morgan Freeman, and Kevin Klein. But I am going with and that. I mean, that was like it was entertaining, but it wasn't like you no know, one of my top Vegas movies. But Last Vegas movie, I'm gonna go with. And and, and I, well, and also I'd like to do an honorable mention as well to Ocean's Thirteen because they brought that one back to Vegas and that was fun too. And I really enjoy Ocean's Thirteen. I think that's like it gets like short shrift. Uh, too often just because it was a third movie. But the last one I'm going to do is one that has a very pivotal scene in Vegas, and that is Rain Man. Rain Ooh. Man. Yes. The rain, yeah. The, uh, well, oh, my, well, oh, my God. Hold on a second. No. You know what? No, 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 no. I did this all wrong. I take that back. Rain Man is great. Rain Man is great. I can't believe I, I even mentioned this at the beginning of this freaking podcast. It's got to be Swingers. What am I doing? What are you doing, Eduardo? What's wrong with you? Yes, swingers, damn it. It's got to be swingers. I mean, 
Vegas, that's where we get, we get all that Vegas, baby. Vegas, the, the first like the, the first quarter of that movie's in Vegas, and it is phenomenal. Your money, baby. You don't even know it. There you go, baby. Your money, baby. You don't even know it. Yes, a coworker said that to me. So Swingers, I always felt like that was a guy's film. And Probably. I, <laughs> I had a coworker say to me once, you know, that line, and I had to like Google that line, like your money, baby. And I was like, that's kind of hot. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> did you go watch the movie after that? Did you have you seen Swingers? No. <laughs> oh, oh man, it's no. Try it's ninety minutes. It's it's lean and mean. It's young Vince Vaughn. Thin it's not Vince a guy's Vaughn. Movie? Is it's, it a guys movie? And not that I don't like. Obviously, I like mob films. But is it a guys movie or is it? I just I mean, just just do it. Any I mean, it's it, it's all about it's. I mean, well, the first quarter takes place in Vegas. It's all about kind of like the struggling actor Hollywood culture. It's very much a snapshot of the late nineties. They're playing like NHL with Wayne Gretzky and stuff. Make him bleed. Make him bleed. Yeah, we used to do that, making little characters bleed and stuff on the ice. I mean, it's very much like, what was it, 1990? I want to say it was 95 or 96. But um, it's directed by Doug Lyman, you know, who's gone on to great things. Actually, this was Doug Lyman's first kind of, uh, uh, you know, a real film that was presented to Hollywood, whatever. Everyone who was attached to it became a star. Heather Graham's in it. She became a star. Vince Vaughn, John Favreau, who's now, not only went to be on, become a bit of a star, but now is a star director. I mean, it's just, it's, oh, God, it's just so so good and funny and if you ever spend any significant time in la you will relate to every inside joke some of those jokes do transcend the decades <laughs> every party there sucks oh it's dead here let's get out of here just the endless i mean no one carpools <laughs> it's just you see like a line of like eight cars snaking through the hollywood hills i mean it's just it's just a, it's such a great fun movie and it's it is a classic i mean it i'm not sure actually let's do a quick um box office mojo on i'm not i doubt it made any real money at the box office i can't it probably made more than rat race 4.5 million it did not <laughs> it made 4.5 million it was it opened on 160 screens um it only made 74,000 in it's open and i i want to say I'd, I'd love to say I was pressured enough to see it in the theater, but I can't say for certain. I'm, but I've it made less than Rat Race. I'm so oh, by far. It was an indie movie. It wasn't going to be. So that's another great thing to oh, yeah. about yeah. our. That's another great uh, mention because so in our game, you know, we have the three release types of the wide release, the limited, and the platform. This is a perfect example of a movie that'd be platform and never oh. get out of that release type. It would just be on a handful of screens because it, it, it's a it's a small film. It costs like I think. Mm -hmm. Favreau, Favreau, um, Favreau wrote this, and I think produced it, like financed most of it. I think he did it like on credit cards or something. It's just like it was really low budget, and that's why it never had like a really wide release. But it did launch all these guys' careers. Oh man, I just, uh, it's Swingers is just the best. I'm gonna that's put it on my must-watch list. I was, yes. yeah, I was thinking the same thing when you said it was um, an indie film. I was like, oh, that's platform. Yeah, get gay. Hey, welcome, welcome to the fold, baby. Welcome to the fold. Up, drink. <laughs> All right. So, and yes, and that, uh, that ends our major segment. Uh, top five Vegas movies. Uh, we'll do a quick uh, ten-second sound bites. The segment I've grown to love over. To Actually, let me let me take off this screen share. There we go. Um, yeah, uh, so, so basically these are our little 10-second sound bites. You get 10 seconds to respond. I will watch my I'll watch my watch, and I'll do a 10-second sound bite, and then we'll kind of keep moving along through our four topics. First 10-second sound bite, movie you haven't seen that you want to see that's still out in movie theaters. Go. Is that for me? So 
<laughs> Unforgettable. Okay, so I want to see. Um, oh, really? Okay, you better hurry up and see that because it's gonna be gone. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, it must not be doing well. So I, it, the previews looked really kind of, you know, fatal attraction slash jealous ex, you know, and and so when I I, I saw the previews when I saw it get out, and I was like, okay. oh, that's something I'd want to see. And I realize it's still in the theaters, but I do feel like it's going to get You need snatched. to go see that like yesterday. It's going to get snatched. <laughs> it's going to get snatched. Up. Um, the movie I want to see is Free Fire, although I'm pretty sure it's already gone because it really did nothing. There were a lot of high hopes for it. Uh, and it was like a one location type shoot in Brie Larson, Oscar winning Brie Larson's in it and all sorts of stuff. It's probably already gone. And But one that actually is in the theater, probably out here in Vegas, is this movie called Slight, Jacob Lattimore as like a magician who actually might have superpowers. So I'm looking forward to that. And that all, that one also is not performing well, as those of you who put <laughs> slight on your call sheet can attest, not doing well. Um, okay, summer movie coming up that you're most excited to see. Go. Wonder Woman and or King Arthur. So I like yes. I like period piece. One of my favorite period piece movies is Elizabeth with um. Now I can't think of her name. Not Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, yeah, is one of, I love that movie. Okay. So anything from that genre, 10 seconds is up, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. Okay, good. And I would say, and you know what, you kind of stole mine, but yes, Wonder Woman. I mean, I'm, I'm all about Wonder Woman. They're finally amping up the, the ads, and it looks lit AF, all right? <laughs> okay, so what's the trashiest show you're watching, currently watching? The Real Housewives series, and I'm not... It's on my DVR, so I haven't, like, I've only been- Do you have a particular city that you like? I like Beverly Hills and Atlanta, and okay. Atlanta has gotten a little bit hot for the listeners. Phaedra lost her job. Right. <laughs> Phaedra was fired, okay? like so, everybody knows Phaedra. Everybody knows. Yeah, I used to like when she said that. So, but, you know, I, she's always been, what do they always say, shady boots? Yes. Um, so I'm not totally shocked, but yeah, so I'm, that's the trash TV because I want to catch up on exactly, I need to go back and watch some stuff, but I've, I've watched that reunion segment, so. Okay, and then I would say, I guess it's, I guess also it's in the Real Housewives family, it's, um, it's uh, Real Housewives of Potomac, they're starting to get a little trashy, they're, they're, the funny thing is they, uh, they purport themselves to be a little bit classier for whatever reason, but no, they're they're still pretty shady. I've actually I haven't watched uh, Sundays. I'm sure I'm sure some sure some dirt goes down, but I, I've been they've been growing on me. It's in their second season. Uh, okay, so and then last one, and I'm sure you've seen the trailer. If not, go see the trailer. Are you as excited for Girls Trip as I am? It, I included it in our summer movie preview. I think a couple uh, weeks ago as one of my top three movies. I'm looking forward to to seeing the summer Girls Trip. It's booty hole. <laughs> Are you excited about that as much as I am? The, so obviously the last movie I saw, which this may be sad, was Get Out. And so that was also a preview in during that movie. And yes, it was something that the friend and I, we said we would want to go see it. And so, yes, I'm excited and um, want to check it out. So And, yeah, and comedy, man, it's a comedy. I'm not a big comedy person. So that, that's, that's saying something if I want to see it. Who hurt you? Why don't you like to laugh? I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's wrong? Hurt people, hurt people. No, laugh. Let are, laughter into your life. It's because my humor, if you watch Rat Race, you'll understand. Uh -huh. My humor is very specific. It's that and beep. It's like, it's got to be like, so there's certain humor that I'm just like, that's not funny. Like, but, but <laughs> okay. campy, I think I like campy humor. 
Maybe okay. that's why I think Showgirls is funny. Ah, okay. That, all right, that explains it. All right, no judgments. You know, judgment-free zone here. We're in the trust tree. We're in the nest, uh, as they like to say on, on Sports Center. Okay, so, uh, and, of course, I'm excited for Girls Trip, obviously. But the uh, thing I'm really interested in most seeing is just how they execute the concept of, like, a Girls Trip-type movie because, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, uh, G Nice and I were up for you know doing like a bachelorette party type of girls trip type movie way back in the day when we were you know working screenwriters whatever. So I'm finally I'm really excited to see one finally make it to the screen under the stewardship of Malcolm D Lee. Yes, that's Spike's cousin and the guy who brought us the Best Man series. Which of course I'm sure if Jay Devlin's listening to this, you know makes him smile from ear to ear. <laughs> he loves he loves the Best Man the Best Man holiday, which of course just makes me love Jay Devlin even more okay so let's get to it what is cinema draft i'm still just pressing buttons over here <laughs> okay there we go uh so what is cinema draft damn it it is the fancy sports version of the movies but instead of drafting athletes uh from, from teams you're drafting actors from movies and how their movies perform at the north american box office will uh, earn points for your call sheet of actors while competing against others for fun and prizes. So the better their movies do, the better you do. You draft 10 actors, no uh, no more, no less, who are assigned a dollar value salary, and you have a 100K budget to try to draft all of your 10 actors. You must have one actor from each of the three release types, wide, you know, 2,000 screens and up, limited between 2,500 screens and platform, 500 screens and below. And so make sure you have at least one actor from each of those three release types. Uh, headliners, those will have the star designation next to their, sorry, next to uh, their, uh, uh, to uh, in the in the talent pool, uh, next to your name. And those are ones who have, who points are worth 40% more. So to give you an example, Suicide Squad earns $100 million. And at one point per million, Margot Robbie would get 100 points, while Will Smith would get 140 points as a headliner. It's free to play. We have over $200 in prizes this week, plus a actually now $50 bonus. Because you usually get $25 bonus to the highest scoring call sheet that is not my own. You have to beat my sheet. Since no one beat my sheet last week, I had the highest scoring call sheet. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, last week, then we actually roll over the $25 bonus into the into the following weeks until someone can beat my sheet. All right, so we have a $50 bonus out there, uh, which actually would top you know any of our prizes. So go out there and do a, do a really good call sheet. We are still in beta test mode. It is open and live. Games start uh, every Thursday at 10 p.m. with Theater Lock, which is locking in the release types for each film set at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Okay, so we're so let me actually go uh, do a screen share and take a look at the talent pool for this week and we'll get to what you know what we call the A-list and these are definitely some actors you will want on your call sheet this week and of course it's probably going to be another it's probably going to be another repeat of Guardians of the Galaxy this could be the week where you may want to look into possibly does math work out actually the math does not work out um, but you, you might be able to do oh one headliner and one – no, the math doesn't work. Anyways, so you're definitely going to want to have at least one headliner from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it, it debuted at $146 million, $145 and some change million last week uh, and last weekend. And so with estimate, estimated 50% drop-off, I think it's going to do a 60% drop-off. You're still looking at like $87 million there. So, you know, it's going to – or actually 87 – I'm bad at math. 145. You're looking at like $70 million plus. Let's put it that way. 
So that's those 70, you know, really crucial, uh, uh, 70 really crucial uh, fantasy points with the headliner bonus. You're actually looking at 98 points. I mean, it's kind of hard to make up even at a third of the of the budget at 30,300 for Zoe Saldana, who is the cheaper of your two headliners. I don't know, man. Um, I I want to believe in this film. No one else is believing this film, but I am all about King Arthur. That's my other A-list actor I would select. Uh, Jude Law is the cheaper of the two headliners at 17,900. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Like I said, I had a great time. People who were watching the movie had a great time. I think the early tracking is way off. I think I've been seeing numbers out there in the 25 million. I mean, that's that just sounds too low. The marketing's everywhere. Everyone knows about it. Uh, I think word of mouth will be great for this film. I anticipate a cinema score of A or higher, uh, as we you know kind of know, cinema score does help bump you know, movies over the weekend from Friday to Saturday. So I don't know. I, I just have a feeling about about uh, King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. It's definitely going to get you, at, at, even if it comes at the low end at 25 million. As a headliner, if you just do one headliner, that's 35 uh, fantasy points. So go ahead and get you a headliner from King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. So we already know, T. Murray, you're not interested at all in Guardians of the Galaxy, but do you think you might see King Arthur this weekend? That is some, I like Jude Law, and uh, I think that that- see, Quick, quick cultural culture. Did you see The Young Pope? Have you seen yeah, The Young Pope? So, so, I, so while, the reason I like was talking slow is, my brain was trying, I was trying to like and reference that show. Yes, I, I watched The Young Pope. I, I'm actually like three episodes from the end. It's one of the shows I haven't finished yet because I was reporting it. Okay. But um, I like him. He's grown on me over the years. So I, I, I would, you know, yeah, Guardians, I would just pick based on the fact that it did so well. Sure. Um, then isn't Snatched coming out too? Snatched is coming out. That's also, I mean, I'm so so. Just to give you some some insight on some of the tools we use in this game, there's a site called Box Office Pro, and they tend to come out on Wednesday afternoons with like their estimates of of how a movie's going to do. And I mean, a lot of these, a lot sometimes they are off, but generally they're using like you know uh, inside insider tracking data that you know people in the industry use to kind of track these movies. So <clears throat> So, you know, they have, they, more often than not, they're in generally around, you know, the mark on what they expect movies to do. So when they come out, so for example, uh, what was it, analysis? I think it was last weekend, the weekend actual record pay. Well, so uh, last weekend when they did, um, actually, I can't find it right now. But, but anyways, they come out Wednesday afternoons with, uh, with their estimates. So, that, so it'll be interesting to see what they come out with with this because I thought it'd do pretty well. The marketing's everywhere. It's a really good comedic pairing with, with uh, Goldie Hawn and Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer has a good track record in the movies now thanks to Trainwreck. So I thought it'd do a lot better than, than we think, but it doesn't seem like people are, are checking for it. I mean, it really doesn't. So it'll be interesting to see what, what, you know, how, how, it, uh, how it plays out. Are you looking forward to seeing that possibly in the next couple weekends? You know, you know what I'm going to say because that's that's a comedy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, never mind, never mind. We got. No, I'm not. We're not here to movie shame you. No I'll, movie shaming. I'll probably wait for that to come out in like Netflix or on HBO. But is so. I have a question because I know we were talking about one of my favorite actresses a minute ago, um, Kate Blanchett from Elizabeth. Okay. Yes, we love Kate. Yes. Is this a platform? I know. I think she has a movie coming out this week called, um, what is it called? Manifesto or something. And I oh, feel like it's a platform movie. Am um, 
Oh, no. so there is a movie called Manifesto. It looks, it says 2015, but that could mean anything. It could mean like when it could be on the festival circuit or just kind of shelved for a while. Um, well, I'm cheating a little bit. So I'm on Rotten Tomatoes and it says, okay. May, it says May 10th. Okay. Oh, which, uh, oh, so probably opens on Wednesday or whatever. So yeah, we actually don't have it in our talent pool. Um, we're only, we only have, uh, while we're still working out the kinks of the system, we're limiting our available movies to about 20 right now. Uh, we ah. will expand in the future. We'll probably go up as high as 25 or 30, uh, to get some variety in there. But yeah, so Manifesto didn't make the cut. And also it sometimes- It's platform though, right? Because I think it says oh, it's definitely it definitely be platforms. I haven't heard of it. I, I'm a pop culture sponge. I see in here. No, I get all the marketing. I see because I mean, no, seriously, just real quick from the breadth of the stuff I watch, everything from your Real Housewives and stuff. So I get all the 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 women oriented programming, you know, and, and advertise whatever to the to your BT stuff. I watch Rebel and and all everything like that. To sports, to movies. I mean, I get it all, man. I see it all. So I I get reality TV. I get like you know dramatic you know dramas, movies. So if I haven't seen it, I mean, it's definitely under the radar. And it's going to be. Well, that's exploring. interesting because she's such a big you know award winning actress. So I'm, I mean, I, she is, but also I mean, you know, they're they're. They're artists. I mean, sometimes, you know, the whole one for you, one for me type yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, look at this. A manifesto, limited release coming out, I guess, tomorrow, Wednesday. And then, so this is a site called hsx.com. It's the Hollywood Stock Exchange. So their their version of a movie game is like betting on actors and movies like their stocks. It's uh -huh. kind of like, you know, buying in long term. It's all play money or whatever. You can't do it for real money. Uh, Blanche Lincoln shut that shit down about 10 years ago. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and uh, and it looks like, so if they're going with uh, 0.98, so basically each dollar you can kind of translate into a million dollars. So they're basically not expecting this to do very much anything. This okay. is this is what they're, so if it's trading at, point, at 98 cents, they think that its total gross will be about 980,000. So it's going to be, wow. so, when they, so, so their version of limited release is our version of platform, I believe, or, or, or I mean, that, or really, really small. So it might only be like in New York and LA. So if oh. you had a talent pool, you might want to avoid it because it might not make enough money to make a difference. Okay, yeah, I but, learned. But, but but thanks for bringing up new movies to the. I mean, I'll be on the lookout for it. this thing. Does anything this weekend? I, it might I be the talent her. pool next week. Now, see, yeah. I love her, so I will find that if it's playing here. Yeah, I'll find it. Oh, interesting. And it looks like, yeah, it definitely looks like it's, you know, I mean, what's it, Kate Blanchard with like 13 different faces? That's... Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. What was the other big movie? It looks like. Um... Robbie, and why don't you? Damn. <laughs> Look at her. She looks homeless in this one. This is crazy. Yo, we might have to check this out somewhere. Uh, maybe it's streaming, too. A lot of times they'll do like a very small release and then also stream it at the same time. That That's also like a, a burgeoning kind of uh, distribution pattern. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, let me see if it's streaming. That looks interesting. Okay, go ahead, T. Murray, adding value to the cinema draft game. Go ahead. I tried. I tried. It okay, looks so like I, a movie about the multiple personalities. What was the M. Night, the M, his movie about oh, the... Oh, Split. <laughs> that movie was... Did you see that movie? That movie was I good. saw it on the plane. I saw it on my plane to Vegas. Nice. Yeah, that was crazy, wasn't it? And that actually did really well in the game, too, because yeah. it was... 
I mean, it was wide release, but it came out the box and performed pretty well for like four or five consecutive weeks. Uh, so co-starring, these are some values you want to keep your eye out and be on the lookout for. Uh, so another nuance to our game is that because of of the release type nature of our game, you, there are a lot of movies that <clears throat> that may not be you know huge hits, but are still kind of medium tier hits that become hits for our game based on the scoring. Just as a quick recap, refresher, you get one point per, per million per actor for wide release. You get one point per 500,000 in box office per actor for a limited release, and you get one point per 100,000 in box office for a platform release. And so, a mov so movies that tend to do really well are what I like to call our three Fs, our foreign-focused film. And that is one – and so a perfect example would be uh, this one right here, Mary Piari Bindu. Hmm. Never heard of it. Neither have I. But all I know is that it is from the glorious subcontinent of India – Bollywood is debuting worldwide day and date, uh, May 12th. And I and actually, I don't even have a hard count yet. Uh, let me let me check uh, Box Office Mojo real quick. I don't think we have a count yet on the screen count for it. But if that sucker's on like 200 screens or up, I might just stack that sucker. It is, uh, yeah, they don't even have the screen counts out yet for next weekend. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So it, it's the thing about Indian movies, especially with their platform, they, they tend to perform really well. Just to give you, just to give you a quick example. Uh, two weekends ago, we, I mean, and, and we were caught totally unaware. It wasn't even the freaking talent pool, but Bahu Bali to the conclusion debuted. Apparently there was a lot of like pent up demand for it by the Indian American community, whatever. This sucker grossed 10.4 million on 425 screens. That shit did 24,000 per screen, which is double another foreign-focused film, Had to Be a Lad Lover, which is on, you know, almost three times as many screens. So this is type, if this had been in the talent pool, you're looking at 104 points for your average actor. And for a headliner, you're looking at 145.6 points. I mean, the, we probably could have had our first 1,000-point call sheet. <laughs> <laughs> if that had been the, in the talent pool. So those, so you know, we're always on the lookout for our, our three Fs because they tend to deliver in the first two weekends. So we're putting Mary Piari Bindu up in there. Um, it, it's got, I guess, two, it's got two pretty attractive leads. Um, I guess they're pretty famous in, in Bollywood circles. I kind of catch a little bit of the social media from Bollywood when I do my social media, as I'm always on the outreach trying to get new uh, players into the game. And so I, I, have, I have a good feeling about this movie. It could even be on 100 screens and do something like, you know, 2 million, which would be good for like, you know, 20, uh, <clears throat> 20 fantasy points. So that's so definitely get either, who is it? Uh, either uh, Paranit. Paraniti Chopra or Aishman Kurana. Uh, those are your two headliners for that movie, and uh, I, and we should have the complete uh, the, the the complete talent pool up there shortly. We have to add a few actors that the system failed to load. Uh, and then another value want to look out for. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and call it. Uh, let's say The Wall, and this is one with John Cena and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, you can pick either one. Both of them are headliners. It's probably gonna be a platform release movie. Uh, I've I've seen the trailers. They look really interesting. Doug Lyman of Swingers fame, you know, and and Born Identity and all those other movies. Uh, he's returning to his kind of like small pseudo indie roots. It's a it's a very claustrophobic type movie. Uh, we were actually talking about it on the podcast this, this afternoon uh, with uh, Jay Devlin. It reminded him of Phone Booth with uh, Colin Farrell, and uh, basically uh, these two. 
these two GIs are out in like Afghanistan or somewhere, and they're pinned down by a sniper, and the sniper is just you know basically taunting them and and messing with their minds while shooting at them. And it looks really interesting. I'm not sure. Once again, we don't have a screen count yet for uh, this movie, but I think it's going to be a platform release. And if it is, uh, just just off the the concept and the star power of these two these two actors, and and also at the price too. We're really price sensitive in this game at sixty five hundred for a headliner. If you're just looking to you know punt platform or just, or you need to you just need to fill a slot or you're trying to save some money to to pay up for other actors, yeah, you might as well take a shot. I can see us doing about you know four or five hundred thousand on two hundred screens or so. So. Yeah, did you say that was Doug? Doug Liman did that. Yeah, yeah, swingers guy. I didn't realize. Um, so you know, when it comes to to the game, I I I'm, I guess I play in a sentimental way, right? So he he directed <laughs> um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which yes. friends know that I was a big big fan of Brangelina. It's now over tear oh. tear. Um, but yeah, that was one. Of, that's one of my favorite movies because I got to watch them and yeah and, yeah well uh, Doug, Doug Lyman's a stud I mean you look at his yeah. design, I mean and and I don't think he gets like the due he really should as a as a director actually two of his producer credits off so his director credits there we go I mean like because like for example live uh, what edge of tomorrow which was they rebranded as live die and repeat is getting a sequel that's a that's a totally slept on movie the one with uh, Tom Cruise and uh what's her face uh, Emily Blunt AKA, okay. you know, British Bay, love Emily Blunt. And I mean, he's, he's done like, it's a bunch of like really interesting, you know, you know, uh, just really good commercial movies, indie movies. He, he did a movie Go. That I guess that that was like a, I guess his second kind of underground Hollywood movie that had Katie Holmes in it. You know, about like kind of youth drug culture a little bit. That was interesting. That got him the Born Identity. He's just he's the really interesting director. He kind of works when he wants to a little bit. I guess he's doing a Justice League movie. Well, that's interesting. He's doing a Justice League movie. Um, I guess the second one because Justice League is coming out in November with your Wonder Woman and and the the Ben Affleck Batman and Jason Momoa. I know you're about that life uh, oh. playing like yeah, Carl uh, Drogo playing Aquaman. You know, so right. so I, I guess this will be the I guess Justice League Dark might be the sequel to that. I don't know. So yeah, so he's got an interesting filmography. Doug Lyman. He's he's a yeah. So yeah, so those are so those are some of the so that's co-starring. What I'm looking out for this weekend is in addition that might those might be some values for you. The cutting room floor. Skip these losers. All right. Um, I don't know. Jasmine. It's a new film. I don't want to. Castle Spurgeon's on a three F. This looks like a a, a a South Korean three F. It could be on more screens than 50. Um, I haven't gotten a screen count, but I just I haven't heard anything about it. I don't know if it's if it's supported well enough. I kind of came up with a theory on the spot talking to Jay Devlin this afternoon. Actually, this might, actually this afternoon's podcast might have been one of our best podcasts in a while because as for a strategy standpoint, because he asked me like how we kind of figure out which three Fs are going to perform. And, and I kind of came up with a theory on the spot where uh, in Indian and Bollywood movies tend to do pretty well because, I mean, it's a subcontinent of a billion people over there and they have family and friends in the United States. And, and, and I'm sure people in the United States from India or, or of Indian descent, you know, you know, may, and then people who just like Bollywood movies, you don't have to be Indian to like Bollywood movies, uh, do keep up with that, with that industry so that when they do release a Bollywood movie over in Hollywood in, in the United States, they they kind of bum rush to go see it the first couple weekends. So, but when it comes and but I, and I said, so basically going off population size, I said, so if a movie comes to South Korea, it may not do what you think it's going to do because South Korea is kind of small, 
whereas India got a billion people. So uh, Jasmine, you might want to skip because we just have no confirmation on how many screens it's going to be on. It could be as low as 50. It could be as low as five. We have no idea. And then also, um, actually, honorable mention of lowriders. Actually, actually, that mentioned lowriders in my um, in my co-starring because I think that's going to resonate with the Mexican American population as a 3F, starring Demian Bashir, big star uh, in in uh, Mexico. Also, he was on a couple seasons of Weeds, I believe. He was the the, the Mexican uh, kingpin or drug kingpin or whatever stereotype or whatever. He played off pretty well. And Eva Longoria. AKA former Mrs. Tony Parker, AKA Desperate Housewives, Gabrielle, <laughs> Forever, you know. And I guess also she was on Devious Maids, or that was her show. So. Yes. Yeah, Ava Longoria. So just keep getting the checks, the girl. And actually, this is this looks like indie though. It's only been 275 screens, but I think it's gonna, you know, be break out of the box, you know, pretty on on platform release standpoint. I wouldn't be surprised if this did like 2.2 million on on those amount of screens to give you like a really solid like 22. Uh, point or so, and then also, uh, so then, then yes, and one another one to skip. I mean, and we're gonna scroll down because this has been out for a minute. Uh, going in style, mom. I'm talking to you, draft mom. Sorry, it's time to let this go. <laughs> I know you've been padding to your call sheets for a while. I know you love. I, I know you. Maybe you've even seen it by now. I don't know, but it's 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 had its it's had its run. This is a movie. Even when it drops down to limited as expected, it's not. It's just it's got no more juice left. It's added. It's out of juice. Uh, it's gotten the money it's going to get. It's, I think it's grossed about forty-five million or so uh, on a budget of twenty-five million. So they're not. You know, they they might have broken even somewhat. And you know, I mean, it's just, just let it go. Mom, I know it's cheap. I know it's attractive. I know it's punt fodder, but just let it go. <laughs> let going in style go. Okay, uh, and 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 I guess we already kind of asked, covered the question. I was going to ask you: Is there any movies you're looking forward to seeing? I guess King Arthur's top of that, correct? Yeah, of the ones coming out this week. Are you a Sons of Anarchy fan? I don't watch that. No. Mm. That's about the motorcycle. Isn't that about the motorcycle gang thing? Yes, yes. I it it's like it's in my top five of best shows of all time. It's it's amazing. I I didn't think I'd like it. I all props to former podcast guest Lolita Files. Thank you for putting me on game because I never would have known without you. But yeah, it, it's it's a really good show. And like I like to say, it's officially Hunnam season. Charlie Hunnam in the house. King Arthur, get you some. It's great. Okay. Um. And okay. So yeah. So let's. So let's make a sheet in real time, T. Murray. Let's get you in the game. Put the pressure on me. Yeah. So, all right. So we're going to – so since I have uh, – are, are you are you actually on, on Cinema Draft? Can you go to Cinema Draft and sign in We'll uh, and you share your screen, and we'll help you make your very first call sheet? How about that? I think we're going to have to – because so <laughs> I tried to log in earlier, and I uh – -huh. You forgot your password? Difficulties. Yes, I did. And I don't know that they reset. I, I messaged you this earlier. Oh, I missed that. I'm sorry. I was like taking and a I, I, I don't know if I, I probably did get the email, but I hadn't. Ah, reset password. There so, you go. But yes. So let me see. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and go ahead and, and try to get that together. And while you're and while you're doing that, I'll I'll talk about our over under. This week our over under. <laughs> I think I'm adjusting for my notes too. I'm, I'm adjusting a little bit downward. Over under King Arthur. I originally had it at 60 million. Hell, I will take 40 million. I'm, I'm tired of people hating on this movie. Haven't even seen it. It's fun as hell. I think it's. I think it's definitely gonna hit 40 million or not. Um, what do you think? 
over or under for King Arthur forty million. And that this is going to be our Twitter poll, which will which will have pinned to our Twitter profile at Place in the Draft. Um, uh, King Arthur over or under forty million. What do you think, T. Murray? Wait, I'm in the midst of. I'll just say over because I'm in the midst of trying to log in. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Our results from the last poll. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I think the over-under was at 140, and Guardians of the Galaxy got us 145 million. So the overs had it and were correct at 89%. 89% of you all chose over, so congratulations. You know, dap yourself up. You guys picked correctly. Okay, so, so you know how to screen share, T. Murray. Well, this is one of those things we, it would have been nice to go over. So, no, I don't know how to screen share on my Mac because I'm a PC person, but I'm... No, I'm, it's fine. So if you're in the Google Hangout, just go to the left of the screen and you'll see a little menu pop up and second one down from the top, it's full green window with the arrow. So screen share. And it'll show you what screen to choose. Okay, let me let me get logged yeah. in on this. Okay, so so she's getting, getting that together. Uh, also... I'd like to um, get. I'd also like to give a shout out once again to Jane the Pain. Thank you so much for shouting shouting out the the podcast. Glad you're listening uh, and hitting our target market because I definitely are am trying to attract more women women to the game. We welcome everyone here, but definitely like to see more women getting involved in daily fantasy gaming. Uh, it was uh, being at one of two guys in my Pilates class is both a treat but also a burden. <laughs> I'm the only guy, and so when I get my poses wrong or when I'm struggling, it's not great. But I, I really do enjoy going to your Pilates class, Jane. I definitely enjoy having you as a listener now, and definitely hope to see you in the game. You know, sign up; it's free to play. We give out cash money over here, and that's free to play. Uh, so looks like Team Murray's still struggling with. Yeah, uh, I'm logged. So I'm logged in on one computer where I changed okay. my password, but it's now not. I'm not able to log in. <laughs> on this other computer let me are you okay so you know that's that's all right we will uh actually i'll bring up let me yeah, share my screen policy let's just maybe go through because i don't want to absolutely yeah, absolutely so and actually we will use let's see um i will set uh this one and we will use my other my alter ego denzel flossington all right he should be working from scratch is that, is that, oh, there we go. There we go. Denzel Flossington. That's like my one of uh, my test accounts. Okay, great. And we'll get you in the feature presentation. Uh, I already have four players registered. We appreciate all of you guys. Uh, the usual suspects, Michael Volante, Ring Balls, both part of the group chat. Hey, if you're looking for uh, great strategy and side bets and a uh, great little culture around the game, definitely check out our cinema draft group chat and now we're in it okay so so another so a great strategy that we like to use is a concept called stacking we get this from the dfs world where basically you find a movie you like that you think is going to perform pretty well and you stack that sucker um to begin with pretty much we'll take this out of the way we'll let's take zoe saldana from Guardians of the Galaxy 2, because we, we know that'll be the top movie of the weekend. We can probably count on about maybe 98 to 105 points from there. But after that, you know, I mean, I guess, guess can we stack both? Yeah, I don't think we can, because 38, nine with eight slots left. Yeah, it's less than 5,000. Our minimum price is 5,000. So you can't get both headliners. You can't do it, you can't do it. Um, so I think, what do you think about King Arthur? You think, I mean, you say it's going to go over, right? So I think we should get a headliner from King Arthur, right? 
I would. I would. Do, I would. Okay, so that brings us up to 51,800 remaining. Um, okay, and actually, that, actually, let's headliner stack these guys because two of these might actually even equal one of these. So, so now we have 33,000 left. We've got seven slots. I'm kind of bad at math, but I do believe that's a little bit over 5,000 left maybe. I am – no, it's not – no, it's 4,000. Damn, we, damn, we can't headliner stack these guys. Ah, okay, all right. So – all right, so we have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, we have King Arthur, um, and now we now we let's start looking towards some of the the platform releases. Uh, I do think Lowrider is going to do some business, so let's take a look here. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go on the hunch. Let's go with the hunch. Let's let's stack Lowriders. Let's get our headliners first. Damian Bashir and Ava, the lovely Ava Longoria, and then let's start at the bottom, work our way up. 6,500, Montsi Hernandez, Pandy Suicide, that can't be a real name, <laughs> 6,600, uh, Yvette Monreal, okay, and then I think we can do Gabrielle Chavara, Chav ah, Chavaria, there we go, one, two, three, four, five, six, okay, so now, and actually, we might even be able to get one more in, Tony Revolver, Revol oh man, I, I cannot speak tonight, Tony Revolveri, there we go, and so this Gets us nine actors, I believe. All right, and then we need one limited release. Oh, and now we're out of money. Damn it. Okay, so we need to get, we need to ditch Tony, and we need to get a limited release actor uh, who's basically either six thousand or, or or five thousand because we basically have an average of fifty five hundred dollars left. So all right, here we go. Dead Awake. We can probably get um, a headliner from Dead Awake. Let's get Jesse Bradford. And then we have 5,500 left over. Let's sort by salary. We're lowest to highest. There we go. And so the wedding plan, I don't think it's going to do much business. Jasmine, we already said skip that loser. Lost City of Z. Hunnam season. He's in Lost City of Z also. That's why it's Hunnam season. He's in Lost City of Z and King Arthur. Keep getting them checks, Charlie Hunnam. Um, going in style, we already said we're going to skip that. So. Did you get somebody from um, Slight or no? No, I think, I mean, Slight is cheap, but it hasn't really been performing, you know, that well. Uh, I still think we might be able to get, I think Dead Awake might surprise us a little bit, um, depending on how many screens it's on. It's supposed to be, it, it's projected at a limited release. We'll only find out, quite honestly, around theater lock. So I think we could probably, we can probably squeeze in. Let me see if we can afford a headliner from Dead Awake. Yeah, we can. Oh no, we can't do a headliner. But we can probably do another act from Dead Awake. Let's let's get um, <laughs> let's get Natalie Jones. <laughs> Just kind of jumped out at me. <laughs> so we got Natalie Jones, and now we have our call sheet. Uh, we will temp So now we have uh, we're under budget by two hundred. We have all three release types represented platform limited and wide and now it's time to click submit call sheet and we will get it in there there we go call sheet completed boom and we are and now we've ticked up by one more we now have five registered for the feature presentation easy peasy lemon squeezy you have any questions with the process team Murray no no I'm sorry my password reset didn't uh, take 
So I will get no, that. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll handle that off air. Yeah, that's that. We should, we should no, I'm going to get that. It wasn't. It, it's me. It's user error. As me, as, as someone from IT, the IT background, <laughs> it's user error. It's not the site. It's okay, user error. But um, I will get in there and get my call sheet done. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, because we, we like definitely getting our guests involved in the game. And we're going to bring this in for landing. It's been fun. It's been excellent. Like, Let's give it up for T. Murray. And Cinema Draft. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Cinema Draft. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so where can we find Cinema Draft? Well, how about starting at the site, cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. Sign up for the free beta. Like I said, it is free to play. We give out real cash money every week uh, via PayPal, or if you must, by check. Uh, Twitter, at PlaySimaDraft, Facebook, CinemaDraft, Instagram, at PlaySimaDraft. Our corporate blog is on Medium, medium.com slash at CinemaDraft. And hell, we even have a Pinterest page, but whatever. Uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Google Music, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Once again, we have over $200 in prizes this week. The feature presentation awards $46 to the top spot. It holds 40 people and pays the top eight, plus the $50 bonus for a call sheet of the week for whomever gets the best call sheet over our five contests. Theater Lock, once again, is at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday. That's when we lock in the release types for the for the films throughout the weekend. And the game runs four hours after that at 10 p.m. Pacific time. Results are usually generally around at Monday evening, around 5.30 or so, depending if I have to hand score. Fingers crossed, hopefully not. Uh, and Team Murray, plug your ish. What you got going? If you need a new job, want your resume done, want some interview prep, any of that, uh, personality on a page. And that can be your resume page, your LinkedIn page, whatever page you need to, you know, pursue the career of your choice. I even help entrepreneurs out as well. So personality on a page, all spelled out with the on a page part. People always ask about that. <laughs> and any, any social media for me is T Murray Online. Twitter, T Murray Online. LinkedIn, T Murray Online. Uh, yes. T Murray Online. So. T Murray Online. If you Google T Murray Online, you find T Murray Online. There we go. All right. Excellent. I it's been a great show. Sad to see you go. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for the invite. I enjoyed it, and uh, I hope your your audience likes my little movie picks and commentary. Yes, and we look forward to to seeing your your picks in the game. Uh, and actually, what what's your screen name? If we're looking out for you, what, what's your screen name? Murray Online. <laughs> okay, consistent. <laughs> That's called branding, people. I can appreciate that. I love it. All right, excellent. Thanks for joining us. It's been a, it's been a uh, great hour. Thanks for everyone subscribing. Thank tell you. a friend and tell a friend to tell a friend. And this weekend, or until the next podcast, between now and then, go see a movie or something.